This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Swish, swish, bish, another queen takes a seat beside the mighty RuPaul in the Hall of Winners. Our Queen of Queen has been crowned and season seven of All Stars, All Winners has come to an end. And I'm James here to get into the relatively meager offerings that were were, were served up to us in, in this last episode of the show. Some quick drag, a couple of lip syncs, some fab looks. And joining me to talk about that is Sergio Lopez, uh, the social media manager for Attitudes Pod. Absolutely amazing podcast. One of the first shows to actually get me into listening to podcasts. It has been a source of so much education and entertainment in my life over the many years I'm listening to it. So I absolutely uh, advise you to go on over and have a look at their uh, social media to check out some of the videos that Sergio makes and also listen to the show if you want to educate yourself on anything relevant to us gays and us gals. A few little housekeeping things before we get into the episode. Uh, first off, this is obviously the last episode of the series and Keen and I are going to take a well-deserved break. I mean, well, Keen's already on a well-deserved break for the last couple of weeks. I've been shouldering the burden of this, people. I've been shouldering the burden. But anyway, uh, we are going to take the month of August off from all forms of podcasting to give ourselves a chance to go out into the world and enjoy a bit of the, the uh, remaining summertime. Uh, also, as you may have seen on social media, we are currently getting ready for our Dublin Fringe show, uh, Clankity Clank Snatch Game, reimagined with the help of our friends over at Phoning It In Pod, the improvisation podcast from Headstuff Network. Tickets are available for that on the Dublin Fringe website and keep an eye on our social media where we'll be uh, posting about cast members, giving a bit of like backstage tea, all of the, the rest of it coming up. It'll be Smock Alley in the first week of September, but don't listen to me. Go check it out on the website. Um, and before we get into the finale episode, just another, just if you're looking for something to fill the sissy.pod shaped hole in your heart uh, over the next couple of weeks while we're away, you might want to check out one of the other podcasts on the Headstuff Podcast Network and Double Love, who you'll know if you're a listener uh, as terrific guests. They have a Sweet Valley High podcast where they go book by book through the ups and downs of the lives of the Wakefield sisters. Let's hear a little ad for them. This is how it's always been. Double Love is a podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. Join me, Anna Carey. And me, Karen Moynihan. As we revisit one of the maddest series of books ever written, or ghostwritten. If you ever read about Elizabeth and Jessica, the perfect blonde Wakefield twins, then you might enjoy listening to us absolutely tearing them to shreds. Affectionately, of course. Of course. And even if you didn't, there's still plenty of drama, kidnapping, stolen boyfriends and school dances to entertain you. Find us on the Headstuff Podcast Network and wherever you get your podcasts. Sergio Lopez, a.k.a. Showtime Chamaco, a.k.a social media maven for Attitudes podcast with social media maven social media maestro we won't know whether, whether it's appropriate to gender that you know we, why do we need to thank you so much for coming on to talk to me about the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars season 7 oh my pleasure I'm happy to talk about my probably my favourite TV show <laughs> in the universe well starting there so what's your what's your history with Drag Race I've been watching since season one. Back oh, with wow. The, the old school the filter. filter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't like I had a weird history with drag where I didn't really understand it when I was growing up. 
And like I saw, I would see RuPaul on television and I wouldn't, I was like, is that a man? Is that a woman? So I didn't really like understand the concept. Uh, but then I think I had caught like episode two or three of Drag Race one day on television. And I was like, oh, well, this this show's fun. Like I, by then I was like starting to come into my own and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. come out of the closet. Spoiler <laughs> alert, I'm a homosexual. And uh, yeah, I, I really like started uh, looking into like drag culture and like started to go out to shows. I think by the time I was old enough to go out, I think it was around season four when I was finally mm-hmm. like of clubbing age. And the first queen I went to go see was Willem at this little rinky dink bar out in the bay area of california i'm very lucky in that the central area of california that i'm at is very uh accessible to see locations where queens uh from the current mm-hmm. season are gonna come through not so much the international queens uh even though pangina is coming i just saw an announcement that pangina is coming Amazing. in a couple weeks i might go out to that yeah yeah but uh usually i can see uh, all of the current season queens within like an hour or two drive so i've been very lucky in the last how many seasons are we on 14 seasons of meeting like very like amazing queens uh yeah that so that's my history with so you're, you're, watching since then. you're you're in like you're you're in the, like the epicenter of, of of the drag race world really i actually today spent my entire evening in downtown la watching a ludicrous uh lost ripoff called Brea. so i feel like i feel like we're we're, <laughs> we're we're neighbors um but no it is amazing to get all those like people and actually see them while they're in that high of being on their season because we like after the season they'll come over to Europe and they'll tour around here you'll try to get to see a few of them but the prices tend to be a bit higher you're not necessarily seeing them in a, in a gay bar and I much prefer mm-hmm. to watch drag in a gay bar than necessarily going to like like a separate venue because I, I like to feel yeah. like you're part of part of the community so when we were coming into when when this was announced this winter season was announced like what was your thoughts on that like what were you excited for it and who were you hoping that maybe didn't make the cast to see Hmm. Well, I was very excited that like the rumors were finally true, even though, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Bob and Bob had always been like laughing it off as a joke. So when it was actually announced, well, I had seen the leak before it was mm-hmm. officially announced when they were doing the <laughs> the promo shoot at the dinner table with all the set pieces. Yeah. Like, Vivian, um, I'm trying to think, like, honestly, Jinx is probably my favorite queen of all time uh second would probably be bianca so if they ever did this again i would love to see bianca del rio Mm -hmm. um i'm very much like a fan of the older seasons of drag race the newer seasons they're just so long like this last (laughs) season i just i was just waiting for it to be over like the younger queens they might not understand like back when drag race were started it felt like there was like a year and a half between seasons like it was so spread out oh my god and now it's just like constantly thrown at us like i on my dvr i have like uh the australia the down under i have <laughs> canada there's just so much i've decided to limit, limit myself to only watch the english-speaking <laughs> countries i know that might be like very like uh not i don't want to say xenophobic <laughs> but like, i no, but you, you have to Spania. draw a line somewhere you have to draw a line somewhere I, I speak Spanish so I tried watching the first season of España but I speak like California Mexican Spanish and like Spain Spanish is a whole other ball field so and then I I did watch Holland season one and I can see why people are fans of those shows I just don't have time in my schedules 
<laughs> no, I, I'm completely, I, I, I get that. I'm completely the same. I've sort of, particularly now as it sort of is like, the, there's this wave swell of all these new franchises being announced. And there's like France going on at the moment. We just had a mm-hmm. season of Spain. We've got Down Under coming along. Canada's going on now. And there's like, is it, is it Philippines is going to be starting in, in, in yeah. a while. And, and it's just like, you no, know, that in Belgium, all the rest of them are coming along. And I said, like, no, this is, I, I need to find a space <laughs> where, where yeah. I can, like, I, I get, because I, I do miss that. Like, I started watching Drag Race, I think it was around season four. And I remember that where you would have that fallow period between mm-hmm. seasons and you'd be really excited for it coming back. And you'd be like, oh my God. And the cast announcement would be such a big deal because it'd be like, this is the first time you're seeing drag in like probably eight or nine months. And then sort of now it really is kind of like, like it seems like just every other day there's like RuPaul popping up with that like blown back blonde wig to be like, hey, yeah. welcome New to season. <laughs> yeah. Like three seasons are announced while we're still in the middle of the last one. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but yeah, same as it, same as same as yourself, Jinx was definitely the one that I was I was uh pushing for this season. I'm, I'm really like was delighted that she did win, even though as we get in to talk a bit more about this particular episode, th- there's never a huge amount to talk about in these fin- final episodes. Um yeah. it's kind of it, it's all a bit like, you know, painting by numbers, a bit, it's all a bit a bit decided. What I did like in this uh, was that we got we are are, are are like professional level queens at the top of their game have like obviously had a different rider than every other queen that's walked in there. But RuPaul walks in and the last challenge is like, no, you bitches are doing quick drag. What did you think of that? That's where all the memes are born is when these queens <laughs> yeah. have like such a limited amount of time, even though Jada looked flawless. Oh, completely. Like in those 15 minutes look better than I could ever attempt to be <laughs> in my life. So it's it's a fun way to just, you know, at least like, get the nerves out of like the final lip syncs out of the way and just be like, OK, we're going to have fun for a second. Yeah, a little dance off. No, completely. Because I, I do think one of my favorite moments of Drag Race history of all time is the 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 previous Soul Child they did where Jasmine Masters rise out with a loaf of bread. And I was like, you know, <laughs> I'm you like, where did you get that loaf of bread? I mean, it was it was really good. <laughs> so I suppose really we can just move on to chatting about some of those the the final looks that they came down. Who was it? Rather than going through them one by one, who was it you really feel? Did you think there was anyone in particular who really just like? I suppose got the assignment. Who just was like absolutely this is this is what like it, all winners eleganza extravaganza just done perfectly. It's okay. I Jinx is my favorite, but I really didn't care for her last outfits. I yeah. felt like she ran out of the good <laughs> outfits from the whole season. She was yeah. like, that's what I got left. <laughs> I didn't really care for the whole cosplay fantasy. I got what she was going with it. I I think Raja was probably my favorite. Yeah. And surprisingly, Evie, I really liked her, you know, let them eat cake oh, moment. Yeah, the sort of Katy Perry, California girls sort yeah. of on, on a trolley, kind of push it down the push it down the road. No, I really enjoyed that. I love Jada's as well, that kind of dripping in jewels, mm-hmm. really opulent, the beautiful short wig. I, I have to say, like, I, I wanted to love Monet's, I, but I just didn't understand it. I, I, I was like... <sighs> I could see it was pushing for something and I wasn't quite sure whether I was sort of like I got very kind of a Wakanda forever moment out of it. And I was like, I don't know if it was quite there. And we've seen Shay do some amazing stuff in that vein. And it was just like, I don't know whether it's at the level of what Shay brought and other looks that she's done. I got the reference. I really I'm very hit and miss with nude illusions where it has to be done the right way. 
And I even hate when it's like a panel of like nude fabric where it obviously doesn't match their normal skin tone. So to just have a whole outfit based around that type of fabric, I just I wasn't a fan of it. No, I, I have to to say it didn't. It wasn't one of my my favorites. I, I would say as well, the Trinity's also wasn't necessarily one of my favorites. The kind of big yeah. robe and the this is the encrusted diamond encrusted thong, really to accentuate the tuck, which I suppose is her is her calling card. As a as a final challenge, this is one of the things. A lot of the pushback has come or for a period of time. I think Trinity is from that from Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it, it goes very, uh, very tacky, very easily, where she might have spent a ton of money on it, but it's it's very, very much her style of tacky drag. But yeah. I'm a fan of her. I'm a fan <laughs> of hers. She, she's come back very different this season than she has. It, it, like, I was thinking of, like, the evolution of Trinity over, like, the three seasons that we've seen her on now, and that she was so fierce in that first season and she was all about this sort of ice queen pageant look and she is so leaned into that goofy side that I almost think that she needs to rebalance back a bit and kind of like get a bit more of that fierceness that she Mm. had because there was a lot of kind of yuck 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 kind of joking going on in 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 her performances and if you like I am yeah, that's it. And I, I was thinking back to like the very first lip sync that we saw her do against Charlie Hyde's that like absolutely amazing Britney lip sync that was just like iconic, one of the lip syncs for the ages. And, mm. and it's like, where where is the queen that was delivering that sort of you know energy and power and sort of seriousness mm. um in it? And um, we 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 saw a bit of that tonight, uh, that she did get upstaged by some ropey editing <laughs> for mm. a for a topping moment with Monet. <laughs> Blame it on the edit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this was just to to jump into the yeah, this is going to ask the the choosing to end this season with a lip sync as SmackDown, given the sort the sort of variety of queens, do you think it was ever going to be able to live up to I suppose the, the bar it set itself in the earlier challenges? I think when they decided to do this, they were thinking of like the Silky Nutmeg Ganache lip sync Lollapalooza, where people were lo- like, in love with that whole episode, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. This one is, it just sort of fell with like a thud, and we just sort of had to watch, like sit through it and then disagree with pretty much every decision <laughs> that the judges made. I mean, but, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it, like I don't know how else they could have really ended the season other than just doing I don't know I don't know what I would have done so I guess this was probably the only thing they could think of like what else are we going to make them do at the very end and they had to have a way to eliminate queens finally in the last episode yeah like it it did feel like as if they, when they got to, it was been such a good idea to not send anyone home because everyone got to show all of their looks everyone got to like have their moment throughout the season where they really mm-hmm. shone they all got to do the challenge that was really suited to them and then i was like okay well now we're at the end we still have eight queens how do we whittle it down and i suppose the lip sync has always been the crescendo of the drag race episode so they kind of just threw it out there and, and i don't know i i don't know whether for me the song selections didn't really with the exception of maybe let's hear it for the boy i mm-hmm. i didn't love the songs that were up there and i don't know that they facilitated the queens to give like really memorable performances 
Yeah, I feel like the queens were just like, well, we're here. And especially the ones that were uh, lip syncing for the title of Queen Who's Already Done Had Hers. It's just like, well, <laughs> we're just like the leftovers. So let's try to do a couple more lip syncs at the very end. Yeah, and to be fair, most of them had won like tens of thousands of dollars already through their their mm-hmm. various mini challenge wins or, or or main challenges wins. So first lip sync was between the Vivian and Evie Oddly, Salt and Peppers, Salt and Peppers push us. I felt like this was probably the one lip sync where it was the right winner was selected. Evie, this suited her. It was her lip sync. Yeah. The Vivian didn't get a look in really, but at the same time, it wasn't it wasn't a kind of it was it wasn't going to be touching the Brooklyn versus Evie lip sync of of season eleven. Never, no. Yeah, I really loved. Uh, I'm a fan of like color blocking and like '90s patterns, and so yeah. I really loved Evie's look in that one. And I just knew that the Vivian wasn't really going to sell the Salt and Pepper song. And, and to be fair, she knew it herself. The minute yeah, the box like, opened, ah. she was like, "She's like, can I have the other one?" <laughs> <laughs> um, next up then was Jada versus Raja. Let's hear it for the boy by Denisa Williams, a song that I'm sort of vaguely familiar with. I think from like when I m- must have heard it playing in my youth. Um, and, and it's the only song out of this episode that's like made it into like my Spotify rotation. <laughs> I, I felt like as if. Either of them could have won it. Both of them gave quite different things. And I was, I probably would have given it to Jada had I been judging, though. Yeah, you weren't familiar with this, but I remember it in like every early 2000s, like LGBT themed movie or TV show. Like I remember it specifically <laughs> from the American Queer as Folk. I think when they went to a club one time, like that was playing at the club. So that <sighs> that was my reference point. And hey, I, will... this was one of the controversial ones because a lot of people were saying Jada should have won it. And, you know, Rue has a lot of reverence for Raja. So, I mean, I could have gone to both yeah. of them. I personally thought Jada was going to win. But I'm happy that Raja, I'm happy that both titles went to Queens that won their original season, but it could have gone to Jada for that as well. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I mean, I was glad that Raja won that category overall. I thought that she's been bringing it all season and, and like really has come back and shown how she's evolved to be able to perform alongside Queens who are like in the game now, who are able to like, who have basically dedicated themselves to a life of like preparing for drag race. It's interesting mm-hmm. you say that about the queer as folk thing, because the weird sort of, obviously the music rights didn't travel with queer as folk us across the Atlantic. So oh. we, we never got real songs. We got kind of that sort of, <laughs> those sort of like generic, like, yeah, bop. Yeah. Woo, woo. You guys like, got dude. drag race France. Exa- we got drag race France. Exactly. <laughs> um, which is sort of generic house beats put over kind of club moments. Um, oh. probably, probably would have, would have preferred it if they'd actually given us the original, um, the original soundtrack. Last up then in that she didn't already done had her scissors uh, category was Evie Oddly versus Raja. Sisters are doing them doing it for themselves. Eurythmics and Aretha Franklin. This is a good song for lip sync. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel the energy from either performer really. It was kind of like Raja was just kind of like having a bit of an else stroll around the stage and Evie didn't seem to really know what to do with herself. Yeah, and there's only so many, uh, you know, back handstands and uh she did gag me though with the wig i thought for sure rupaul was gonna have another i don't want to see any fucking h&m <laughs> wig falling yeah. i could see her like the fire behind her eyes like is she really having a wig <laughs> fall off right now yeah. i got scared 
I have to say, actually, yeah, because as what well, they've, they've been so careful to avoid any sort of sense of negative critique. I was like, if that had actually happened, it's like, how are you going to edit around that one, Rue? How are you going to still give uh, Evie the, like the queen of the golden goose or whatever the, the titles each of them got given? But yeah, I, I'm glad to see Raja win that. I feel like she's brought it all season. Uh, leaving this for me, her madam impersonation in Snatch Game is probably going to stay with me. It, it 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 it's one of those things that I'll I'll click on to Miss Mojo lists to to have a look mm-hmm. at in in years years gone by, um. But yeah, definitely a deserved winner for that secondary category. Glad she got glad she got her fifty k. One thing yeah. I did notice: both Monet and Evie reacted in this way. The sort of like awkward giving of the scepter after they've discovered they've lost the cash. The kind of like, oh yeah, cool, thanks, yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you have it as much out there, but in America, we we call it very much like the generation of the participation trophy where, you know, kids out here playing sports, like no matter what, even if they win or lose, they have to get like a little ribbons, like, good job, you did it. (laughs) So it's sort of, I mean, I'm glad that they have like enough reverence for these winners of these seasons to be like, you know what, you're still, you know, one of the queens that, you know, made it all the way to the end in your season. So here's like a little trophy for you. I thought it was nice. Yeah, I I did think in the having to react in the moment, you know, when you're kind of like having to kind of um, I've been obsessed with. I I don't know if you watch British Love Island, if you get it. Oh, my God. It is the best reality TV show on uh, there going at the moment. We just had the finale the other day, the, the, the other day and the couple who came second were absolutely incapable of hiding their disgust at the fact that they didn't win. And so you just see this really ecstatic like group of people cheering and then the scowls on their face. And I'm like, that would be my energy if I just had lost out on, on that amount of money. But good for Evie. She held it together. Monet did a less good job. Moving into the Queen of Queens lip syncs. First, we had Judas, Lady Gaga, Jinx Monsoon versus Shea Collet. Shay's out. Oh. Shay's look wasn't for me in this. And 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 in the era of the chromatica ball, really should have done better. I mean, I was expecting like a huge reveal with that, you know, the whole buckle around the I don't know what you would even call that, like the buckle dress, like the yeah, the flag, the racing flag dress. <laughs> I was expecting something to pop out, but I like I was so stressed. Like I watched this as soon as it came out, like around midnight our time here in California. So I stayed up until like 1.30, just like on the edge of my seat, like praying that Jinx would pull it out. I think the only person I was really worried about her going up against was Shay. Yeah. So I was like, Shay's been through the ringer with these lip syncs and she's going to pull out tricks because she remembers the rose petals. Mm-hmm. I was really praying that Jinx was going to have something up her sleeve. She didn't. But... No, no. She had a, a large coat that she opened at the very beginning of the lip sync and then sort of did like a lot of, I don't know, fabricography if that's a if that's mm-hmm. a word like an event but yeah it was I, I do think that Shay I was expecting considering you know her experience her sort of the, the way lip syncs have haunted her in her drag race career to really have something spectacular when I saw the outfit it was so cumbersome and large I thought it must dismantle into something amazing or like maybe the wig changed into something but it was a very kind of 
almost resigned performance from Shay. Like perhaps she even kind of, you know, she knew she was walking out of there to be in in a Marvel uh, TV show. So she didn't need it. She was like, whatever, Jinx, you have this. I'm heading off to 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 Iron Fist or Ironside or Iron whatever it is. Oh, Ironheart. The new That's Marvel the show. one. That's the one. <laughs> It's like I got a Marvel booking. I don't need this money. <laughs> exactly. It'll only let me screw up my taxes for the next year. Um, next up was Monet versus Trinity. So what by Pink? Some creative uh editing with the the sort of Monet deciding to like slide in and do the sort of faux topping of Trinity the Took. It was um I just I just, I just didn't find I, I was I was whelmed. Just whelmed, neither under nor over. Yeah, I thought Trinity was going to have the advantage because she was wearing Pink's wig, one of those little <laughs> yeah. short, spiky blonde ones. Yeah. And she got very lucky with the lip sync choice. But yeah, overall, it was it was okay. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't amazing, and I wasn't surprised that that Monet then moved into the finale. Last swish swish, Katy Perry, Jinx Monsoon. Money exchange, money exchange undoubtedly won this. Like had the backpack mm-hmm. boy cario going on, had the like money into the air moment, like was wearing this sort of like oil slick silver style kind of dress that just looked phenomenal. Whereas Jinx was just kind of, you know, giving it a bit of the old hokey cokey. Did you see what was edited out? No. So I'm a I'm a patron to sibling rivalry. And so I went because they had posted we're gonna go live right at 1:30 to talk about the 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 final episode. So Bob and uh, Monet did a live stream right after the show had finished airing, quote unquote, yeah. even though it's streamed. And so I guess uh, Monet had lipsticks in her bra or somewhere on her outfit. So she was pulling out all the names of all the queens that she had eliminated. And the last one is, I think you can see it in the, the episode. I haven't rewatched it, but when she's putting lipstick on, I think was on the episode and you can sort of see that Jinx is written on there. So she was very upset that they had edited it out. And uh, she said like the entire crew congratulated her and told her that she had won the lip sync. So I feel like she was expecting that she might've won when it was airing. So there's, I- there's some uh, drama there. <laughs> I mean, when you sort of you you heard the kind of like standard RuPaul, like, oh, you know, congratulations, the winner of the lip sync. And then like very obviously dubbed in and performance and throughout. Performance. <laughs> <laughs> you were kind of like, OK, this is obviously heading to uh, this is obviously heading to Jinx. That's it. I'm going to have to go back and listen and look at that because that is like that's such a calculated move. And it's that sort of like the, the sassiness of the, the having the lip syncs and stuff and having it all ready to go. I mean, good for her that that is actually i would be annoyed at that although that's one of the the hallmarks of this season is that the sisterhood has been strong but also the kind of like frustration with the editors and editing out what like has apparently been some of the funniest jokes right like snatch game and the roast and some of the you know more challenging times that some of the 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 um the contestants had like evie in particular said that her journey like with her her health condition had like come up quite a bit throughout the, throughout the the competition but just was like not referred to at all do you think that you would have preferred to see slightly more reality in this rather than the kind of big fluffy marshmallow of of, of happiness and contentment that we got served up it's a very fine line with drag race because the fans can be so toxic that i feel 
either way, the fans would have just gone after other queens for other reasons. So yeah. now they're complaining because RuPaul was, you know, picturing Summer Monet. If they had been like more cutthroat and shown like more drama throughout the season, I feel like it just would have backfired on the queens, which was what happens on normal seasons. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I do think, you know, Rue or whoever manages Rue's social media put up that lovely post the, the day after the finale to say, you know, the real winners of this season were you, the viewers. And I would agree with that. I think that this has been the best season with, with perhaps like the finale sort of finishing with a bit of a, a whimper. That aside, this season overall has been so strong and has given so many memorable performances and so much comedy and creativity and and also mm-hmm. showcased real positivity in terms of a sisterhood that exists. Um, which and some of the like the cliches that I was getting tired of, like, I was getting so sick of those like mirror moments where every episode someone has to have some sort of dark corner of their history exposed for us all to look at and go, oh, how terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember which queen it was that Kelly Mantle was saying uh, she was uh, forced by production while she was like trying to hurry up and do her makeup. They're like, tell me about your traumatic childhood growing up. And she's like trying to apply lipstick. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time. Yeah, no, I, I I think I remember hearing that it was in Race Chaser. Yeah, there was like, and it is like, sometimes it feels so wedged in that sort of, you know, kind of we need you to speak about this. You've been cast so that you can talk about an experience of conversion therapy. Can you please? I felt mm. very sorry in, in um, UK season one, Blue Hydrangea was obviously bringing a very uh, traumatic story of how marriage equality was the law of the land around the United Kingdom, but not in Northern Ireland where she was from. But the week mm-hmm. before that episode aired, marriage equality was like brought in in Northern Ireland. And it's like, oh, your your big, your big heart wrenching moment has just been undercut by like yeah. positive policy changes. But still, that was All Stars 7. Would you do it again? I was thinking about like the upcoming all-star season, which I'm pretty sure they're either filming or they've already finished filming. I don't know if I want to see this format again. Maybe if it's an all winter season and like, you know, another three or four years, maybe mm-hmm. I do. I do like the drama that comes with the eliminations on each episode, but on one hand, like I do feel bad for those Queens that spend, you know, 50, $60,000 yeah. to come on and do one episode. So it, I don't know. As far as an all winter season, I think we should wait a hot minute and do a couple more seasons because out of the rest of the winners that are still left that haven't competed, Bob has said that they're not going to ever do the show again. Yeah. So I would really hope like if they did it again, Bob would be on it. Bianca Del Rio would be on it. Uh, I think maybe Alaska would be good to have Alaska. having it. And I don't know if Trixie would do it because Trixie was on attitudes and had sort of said it's not a fun thing to do and they're too busy right now anyway also i think that the like trixie is an like an amazing performer has just managed to explode into more like probably the most mainstream success so like Mm -hmm. going back into something that has been hot and cold hit or miss for them I just was like, why would you? Why would you bring that on yourself? Like, She's wh- like, eh, I'd rather host Queen of the Universe for you, four more yeah. seasons. You've already got your legacy. You don't need to go back um, to do something. I mean, 
you are right. I think they need to wait for a while for us to have. Like, I'd like to see maybe Violet or 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 Shay um, or Sasha Valor back on it, but I I don't know that some of them would go back because I think, like Trixie, they've got their they've got their legacy out of it. They've moved on to do what they want to do with their lives and may not want to go back in. But yeah, I think the thing I would like to see more international queens be brought in for an all winner. Oh, I I was so hoping that Lawrence Cheney. Oh, that first episode where there was like the fake outs turned to be Raj or turned to be Raven. I had myself convinced that was Priyanka. I had myself a hundred percent. You could not tell me I was broadcasting to the world. This is Priyanka people get ready. Um, and then when it wasn't, I was very disappointed. Priyanka, I would also love to Another see. Queen. Yeah. yeah. I would love to see Priyanka. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us it, for the, the attitudes pod, sissy that pod crossover fans, how can we actively work to get Brian and Aaron onto drag race? Who do we need to tweet at? Who do we need to pester? I feel like they're just both so busy. <laughs> Even just getting them to schedule time to record for like an hour and a half each week. Um, I don't know. I think Brian could probably easily at least be like an acting coach for one of those acting challenges. I don't know. Tweet tweet Drag Race at RuPaul's Drag Race and say he's have Brian Safi. <laughs> he would be good for those challenges where they brought like Fortune, Fortune Feimster and... Um, Oh my gosh, what's that Broadway actor's name? Uh, uh, I can't remember his name. The guy that they did the uh, the Nina West like trailer park. Oh, Cheyenne Jackson. Cheyenne Jackson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He. I think Brian would be good for something like that. Yeah. No, I I would I would enjoy it anyway. Uh, thank you. I think uh, as I said, it's it's never a particular. There's not never an hour's worth of of chat around a finale because you just go through some looks, you go through some lip syncs, and then you say farewell to a season and look yeah. forward to a couple of weeks where you don't have to watch a new episode of Drag Race. <laughs> a few unless room- you're watching Canada and well, uh, <laughs> I I I'm 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 pausing it for a while. I've got the month of the month of August. I'm taking off Drag Race, and then I'm going to come back to it in in September. So, where can people find you if they want to to see your your TikTok is your big thing, your big space, and then also Attitudes Pod is where your social media managing for for those for Attitudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, because I work in social media now for my regular day job, and now for attitudes, like my own social media is just like <laughs> falling to the wayside. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm Showtime Chamaco on everything. So if you want to see my dumb little videos, I post, you know, what I think are funny stories on Instagram. I'm not just like posting a picture of my meal and you know a picture <laughs> of my dog every five minutes. I post things I think are funny, and uh, follow Attitudes Pod because I edit all of those videos and it takes me the entire week to edit everything for the Patreon and then edit everything for the social media pages. So follow Attitudes Pod, comment and like, and if you want to subscribe and see more, uh, I don't know when this is coming out, but we're doing a live watch along. Well, not a watch along. We're recapping the uh, 2008 film Aquamarine on uh, for the lady attorneys this weekend on, uh, on Patreon. So come and join, join us the, for that join Saturday. The- join join the club and get involved <laughs> um thank you so much for coming on thank you 
that's a wrap on All-Star 7, all winners, and on the first half of the year in terms of Drag Race, drag race content. Um, we've crowned Willow, Sharon, Blue, Jinx, uh, and, and many more queens are in the running on the various franchises that are going at the moment. Uh, as I said at the beginning, myself and Keen are going to take a few weeks off uh, just to rest, recover, recuperate, and maybe just ignore Drag Race, just to help us build back up that excitement and passion for it that's so important to the to the podcast. As I said, also, we are coupling up with Phoning It In Podcast to bring Snatch Game live to this year's Fringe Festival. Check out the details either on our social media or on the Dublin Fringe website uh, and get tickets to come along and join us for one of the nights. And last, but of course not least, congratulations to Mr. Ryan Reed, who won the All-Stars 7 Fantasy League that Keen have been squirreling away on over the last while. You pick them queens good. Congratulations. Fanfare. Fanfare, etc, etc. Now, until next time, bye-bye. Have a wonderful summer. See you. Love you. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.